and welcome to the Fitness Lifestyle Podcast. I'm your host, Coach Danny G, and welcome to episode 10, where we are going to go over some simple supplement rules that I found myself while I was working in a supplement store for two years during university. Uh, I'm going to share with you some areas that you can save your money and uh, areas that I feel like your money is justified spending on these supplements. And we're just going to go through a a list and uh, see where you can maybe save a few bucks or maybe redirect some of those funds and actually get some more value out of whatever you're purchasing. I should preface this episode by saying that the use of supplements uh, is is up to your discretion. Um, the mo- majority of them are safe. The ones that I'm going to encourage you to purchase are very, very safe and very well researched. Um, but the disclaimer is that these are supplements, meaning that they are to supplement a regular diet that is meant to be full of good nutrition good nutritious whole foods um, so that you're not missing out on any particular nutritional gaps Um, and so i just wanted to to put that out there right at the beginning so that you have a better understanding of what a a supplement is but also b where you may need to focus on some of those nutritional gaps depending on uh, your own personal deficiencies or uh looking to to push the envelope in the performance spectrum. So I'm going to go through two lists, one list of things that I feel are very, very beneficial, and the other list, which is going to be things that you need to stop spending your money on, and we'll go from there. All right, so let's dive into the list of supplements that you need to stop buying right now. And at the top of the list are fat loss supplements. A lot of these promise amazing results. A lot of these promise uh, significant change in a short period of time. However, some of them may deliver on that promise, but it's so dependent on your physiology and how you respond to things like caffeine or other sort of metabolism boosting uh, compounds like um, L-carnitine and some other sort of some other common things that are trying to help speed up your metabolism. While that does work, it's very minuscule and it doesn't actually lead to significant change. Where these actually do help with the change is the psychological effect of like, oh, I am taking something for fat loss. Therefore, I'm probably going to make better decisions or I should make better decisions around eating better, exercising more, getting more movement or just reducing the amount of poor food choices that I make. It's not actually from the isolated supplement itself. Uh, A few research (laughs) papers that I read when I was uh, really into this stuff was that I think it accounted for an extra maybe 100 calories of fat loss or of, of energy expenditure, which 100 calories is not a lot when you're trying to reduce body fat. I could talk about this for a long time, but needless to say, it's basically glorified caffeine pills with some some additives. So I do not suggest fat loss supplements whatsoever. 
and they are typically quite expensive. They range anywhere from $30 or $40 and upwards. Some of the, the more common ones in the bodybuilding industry or just the supplement industry are closer to 70 bucks. So save yourself a lot of money and a lot of disappointment. And uh, <laughs> let's move on. When I worked at the, the supplement store, I would have repeat customers come in and say, oh, that one works okay, or that one worked kind of well, or it worked really well, and I'm going to grab some more. Um, and the more and more that I got into the industry, the more I was like, okay, you don't need to spend your money on, on this sort of stuff. But um, people would still come in and, and purchase it. And I mean, it was my job to sell them stuff. I wasn't convincing them to purchase it. I was just ringing it through the till. However, um, people would, would come in as well and be like, oh, I tried this fat loss supplement and it didn't work that well. What else do you got? And I was like, uh, you don't need it. And so I turned into a very poor salesman um, because my knowledge exceeded my sales expertise and I didn't feel in good conscience that I could sell them something. So moral of the story is don't purchase fat loss supplements. They are a waste of money and a waste of time and uh, can have some pretty weird side effects from heart palpitations to sweating to a bunch of other stuff. But uh, enough fear-mongering. Let's move on to the next thing that you should stop buying, which are branch-chain amino acids. With these, they are effective if you're training for long periods of time, um, but realistically, they're just hyper-sweetened amino acids. Um, They don't provide a ton of benefit within the sort of isolation or the vacuum of an hour-long session. Um, But if you're training for three, four hours a day, or you're you're doing a lot of laborious work, uh, manual labor or something like that, they can help not only just from the, the sweetness factor, feel like your perceived exertion is lower, but then um, they, they can help slow down the uh, breaking down of protein um, or of muscle tissue, and they can help recover a little bit quicker. But if you are getting enough protein in your regular diet, or if you're taking a protein supplement, um, you are getting more than enough branched-chain amino acids, and so you don't really need them. And these are also quite expensive. They can typically run from $50 and up, depending on the size. But uh, they are not something that I would recommend spending money on. The next one is excessive pre-workouts. And I put the word excessive here because there are things like uh, the old school 1RM and uh, Jacked and some other ridiculous ones that were like 300 milligrams of caffeine plus uh, a ton of um, vascular agents to try and get you that huge pump and stuff like that. And while they may help in the, the vacuum of a training session, they may help just get you in the into the mindset. If you're that type of person, I'm sorry that it... Y- and, and you're looking for that effect, go for it. But if you are a regular Joe Blow just walking into a supplement store being fed a bunch of uh, lies that you need this to, to get a, a ridiculous workout, um, that is that is a waste of money and time and potentially risk uh, for, for injury or pushing too hard or just uh, getting wrecked, basically. Uh, if you're looking for that experience, 
have a lot of coffee and see what happens. It's going to be virtually the same. Um, so I don't like a lot of the excessive pre-workouts because of the way too much caffeine plus the combination of creatine um, can just wreak havoc on people's stomach. And especially if you're not drinking enough water, uh, it can it can do some damage. So uh, just pay attention to that. The next one on the list to save your money on are testosterone boosters. And this is for the dudes, but we have an ego when it comes to the gym. And I remember selling a boatload of these supplements and not even recommending them. They, I would just have these dudes, young 20-somethings, walk in the store and be like, hey, what's what's the best testosterone booster you got? And uh, I would say, well, how many hours of sleep are you getting? And like, ah, six. I'm like, okay, well, you should probably take some zinc and get more sleep. Um, <laughs> they would just shake their face at me and uh, walk away. So, uh these are super expensive. These can range anywhere from like 80 bucks and up. Um, and they realistically don't do a ton. Um, there are some compounds that have been useful, but the concentration is usually so low that it doesn't make a huge difference. Again, a lot of this could be related to placebo or just the fact that you're changing your behavior around taking something that is trying to improve something else. Um, so it's kind of a confound in that, in that respect. So, um, if you're taking a testosterone booster outside of medical professional help, or like your doctor has prescribed something, and I'm not talking like, Hey doc, like give me the good stuff. I'm talking about like you have low testosterone. Um, you don't need this stuff. And the last thing on this, and this sort of piggybacks on the fat loss because it typically jumps onto that industry and it's, uh, I'll put up in air quotes, anything found deep within the Amazon or deep within Southeast Asia. This new compound that is revolutionary for fat loss. And I'm pointing my finger directly at Dr. Oz because he just panders these and throws them on his show and sells a ton of them. And when I was working at the store, I like Garcinia Cambogia was one of the, the big things that Dr. Oz said. And we would literally have people say, hey, what was that thing that Dr. Oz was selling on his show. I want some of that. And it was great for appetite suppressant and was going to change everybody's world. Did it? Not at all. Um, <laughs> some people, again, found benefit from it, but many other people within three months were sort of back to their usual self as per usual. So anything that's sort of marketed as the next revolutionary thing probably isn't uh, or it will work for six weeks as a general rule of thumb and then it will typically stop working because your body has caught on and uh, is smarter than you so um, <laughs> just stop spending your money on on these things because they are so expensive in the grand scheme of things when you could spend that money on delicious wholesome food now that we've gone over the things that you should not be spending money on, and hopefully I've saved you a few dollars here, um, let's move on to the stuff where I am more than okay spending money on because they actually are well-researched, they're well-established uh, to be effective, and um, they actually provide a good amount of benefit um, when used correctly. So let's dive in with that list. And the first one on the list is a protein supplement. 
a protein powder specifically because protein bars are great for snacks, but they are uh, kind of gross when you have to put a whole bunch of adhesing agents, adhesive, not adhesive, but like binding agents so that it actually stays together uh, for a long period of time for shelf life and so on. But the benefit to protein is it's super effective. It's been, it has been well utilized for, for years and, and a ton of uh, research has gone into it, but protein is great for recovery. Uh, it's great for a low calorie snack um, and you can use it as a, as a meal replacement or a snack depending on how you're using it. But um, I'm more so being, or I'm particularly talking about the proteins that don't have a ton of additives to it. There's maybe 10 ingredients or less, and it's um, a high ratio of protein. So uh, if you're looking and you're seeing a bunch of stuff of like natural flavors, da, 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 um, really you're just looking for as few ingredients as possible um, and as high percentage of protein as possible as well. The next one on the list is a greens supplement. Now this one, uh, I, I lump in with a multivitamin as well because uh, you can sort of do an either or because they're going to uh, cover your micronutrient uh, intake. And the difference between a micronutrient is all your vitamins and minerals. A macronutrient are things like carbohydrates, proteins, and fats. So if you're taking a green supplement, most of them will have some level of uh, micronutrient as well. A lot of these are marketed as your nutritional insurance plan, meaning that you don't have to take uh, much other stuff or you don't have to necessarily eat all of those veggies. Or if you're low on getting your veggie intake for a particular amount of time, this is going to help cover your basis so you don't get sick or you don't lower your immunity and so on and so forth. And to some extent, they're they're correct. Uh, They will help just sort of stave off micronutrient deficiencies and uh, with the added benefit of, of covering some of your nutritional basis. Personally, when I was taking this, I didn't notice a huge difference. Um, however, greens and multivitamins are really, really helpful when you're going through a period of, of high stress or low sleep because your, your body's burning a lot of the valuable resources uh, micronutrients to keep everything in balance as much as possible. And when you're out of balance, it takes more to, to keep that train rolling. And so if you're able to supplement with these two products, uh, you're going to hopefully mitigate a lot of the downsides to um, just being in a deficit for a lot of these things. Now, nothing will compensate for sleep deprivation. You need to do that. But in a stressful situation, uh, or period of, of time, you can help mitigate some of that with supplementing. Moving on to fish oil, um, this has sort of ca- come in and out of, of favor over the last few years, but I still think that it can be effective for um, just improving uh, brain health and also heart health because there's two components to a fish oil. You have your DHA, uh, which is a long word for it helps brain stuff. Um, I, I don't actually remember how, how to pronounce it, but um, the DHA helps with the uh, the brain side of things, helps with memory, short-term, short-term memory, um, and uh, just keeps the brain healthy. And the EPA, which helps with your heart health and balancing out um, your blood lipid profile. So if you have a high 
cholesterol or high LDL versus an HDL. HDL is good. LDL is not so good. Um, it helps balance those out and compensate and bolster your HDL. Without going too much further into detail on fish oil, just helps with not only heart health, but joint health and brain health. Um, the difficulty with a lot of the supplements and products that are out there is they have just high fish oil content, but the DHA and the EPA are super low, where the real benefit to the fish oil is getting a high concentration or a high percentage of DHA and EPA. So, uh, for example, a lot of the supplements that were out when I was looking at these were uh, about a thousand grams or basically one gram or a thousand milligrams of fish oil in a pill, which only had maybe 300 milligrams of DHA and maybe around the same or slightly less EPA, which isn't great ratios. You want as high as possible for the DHA and, uh, and EPA. Now, Let's move on to vitamin D and vitamin K. Those two go great in combination because they help not only like mood regulation, they help strengthen your bones and, and all sorts of processes throughout the body. But the addition of vitamin K helps the uptake of D. So you don't necessarily have to take as much um, or you just get more out of it. But it also helps with the uptake of vitamin C. So you could blast your body with a ton of vitamin C and only be getting a fraction of the effect out of it. But if you're taking both vitamin D and K, you're likely going to get a little bit more out of it. Um, and that's very much in a vacuum and it doesn't always work as well in the body, but that's another story for another time. Vitamin D and K, super effective for just general health, especially in the lower mainland where it's rainy and you don't necessarily get a ton of sun, uh, vitamin D is super effective. Getting into the last few on the list, this one is magnesium. And this one is super effective and helpful for things like sleep and recovery. Um, in particular, uh, there are some products that, that combine zinc magnesium uh, together, and those are great for um, again, helping you get a better sleep or a deeper sleep, um, which also aids in recovery. No surprise there. Um, if you've ever heard of ZMA, that's what it is. It's zinc and magnesium aspartate, typically. Um, I personally like a different, uh, I like, what is it? Magnesium citrate is, is really, really good uh, for just uptake. But the difficulty with magnesium in itself is depending on the source of it, whether it's gluconate, uh, glycate, or citrate, I think, um, they can have different effects on how your body processes them. And so some people can have uh, disaster pants or di diarrhea when it when they take magnesium, uh, especially without food, but uh, they can struggle with it a little bit because it just causes upset stomach. So you just got to find the one that works well for you or the product that works well for you. And the last two, we've got B vitamins as needed. Um, if you're taking a multivitamin already or some sort of micronutrient, you should be okay. Um, however, if you are so, like dealing with, again, high stress or uh, are struggling with some energy, um, getting a B12 shot or even a B6 um, supplement can help with that stuff because all the B vitamins are involved in uh, energy 
creation. Um, they're all involved in the energy process of, of your body. So if you're struggling with that, sometimes B vitamins can help, but they are not the only solution for that. Typically, it's somewhere else involved in your lifestyle, like not getting enough sleep. And the last one on the list, and this is very as needed, I have used probiotics in the past, and I sort of use them intermittently, especially if I have gotten sick or I'm sort of fighting some digestive issues. Um, probiotics can help just improve your gut flora uh, intermittently or uh, acutely. And so they, they are quite effective in that. Um, however, uh, there's always some conflicting information on probiotic probiotics because if you're strictly relying on ingested probiotics, you may not be actually stimulating growth of your own gut bacteria and gut flora. So um, that's why I use them intermittently and I don't fully rely on them uh, to, to stabilize stuff. And typically you lose your gut flora when you're either sick or diarrhea or uh, flu-like symptoms will flush out a lot of that stuff. And so reinstating a lot of that good gut bacteria is really, really important. And so I use probiotics um, sparingly and on an as-needed basis, if at all. That concludes both lists of uh, supplements that I think you should stop buying and supplements that I think are very, very useful and very effective. Um, all of this information uh, I've grown from not only working in the industry for two years while I was in university, but also um, I researched a ton when I was uh, in the stores because I felt like the training system was very, very poor and they gave you um, quite misleading information to help you sell said products. So if you're walking into a supplement store, just buyer beware, ask a lot of questions, and uh, make sure that you're getting sold something that is appropriate for you. You're not just getting thrown uh, to the wolves, as it were. So, But uh, a lot of this information uh, can be found on a website called examine.com, spelt exactly how it sounds. And they're a third-party uh, company, and they uh, go through a lot of the research. They, they look at what is effective, what isn't, and they put it on a grading scale. And they uh, basically say, is it good or not? Um, is it effective or not? Is it worth your time and money or not? Um, and they're not sponsored by any supplements at all. Like They, they don't recommend specific products at all because they wanted to remain as as objective as possible, which I, I highly value. And so if you've got questions about supplements, can uh, go check out examine.com because that is the, the one place that I, I truly uh, think is the best information for what it's worth. And that is all for now. Thank you so much for listening to the show. I appreciate your time, your ears, and uh, the, the time that you spend with me while you could be potentially doing something else or doubling down on your time. And uh, I just want to thank you so much again for, for taking the time. I hope that you got some value out of it. I hope that I save you some, some money and uh, you can either put that money towards something else that you want to do, a passion project or coaching or something else like that. But if you got value out of the show, let me know on Instagram at Coach Danny G. Send me a message and say hi and uh, 
sign up for the newsletter if you haven't already, and please subscribe to the show so that you do not miss an episode. I know you like my sultry voice, so uh, stick around and enjoy. Thank you so much for listening once again, and I hope you have a phenomenal week, and keep on keeping on. See ya.